Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. episode is sponsored by The Art of Pinning, a self-paced Pinterest class for wedding and lifestyle photographers. If you are having a hard time driving traffic into your website or SEO is overwhelming you or the people that are visiting your website are not the kind of visitors, aka they're not converting into clients, then this class is for you. You can find more information at www.thetalkrepublic.com forward slash Pinterest or just follow the link in the notes. Now, enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Talk Republic. I'm Carolina Gusek, your host, and today we don't have one, but two amazing ladies all the way from Canada. Casey and Mandy, how are you doing today? You're so great. How are you? I am great. This has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about or even marketing or actually (laughs) nonsense. But it's a question that I have to ask every single Canadian guest. Do you guys say herbs or herbs? Herbs. Herbs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I also say A a lot. I can't help it. Okay, good. I I don't know. I know nothing, but it seems that people like on the other side, like, you know, like on the West coast, they say the herbs compared to oh, herbs. Yeah. Oh. I can see that. Yeah. But yeah. you say herbs, right? I say herbs. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, nonsense aside, welcome to the podcast. Uh, what about you? Introduce yourself and you tell us what do you do? Okay. Sure. Um, I'm Casey Nolan. I am a wedding photographer, predominantly based out of, again, Winnipeg. Um, And I also teach photography as well. So that's been really fun the past couple of years. And yeah, so I'm Mandy Wright, also from Winnipeg here. Um, Been in the wedding industry for uh, seven years. Um, And the two of us here share a studio in the exchange. So when we're not doing weddings, we are doing um, some portraiture. Um, and we uh, started Wild Heart together. Yeah. And what is Wild Heart? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Wild Heart Workshops essentially is um, is a place for newer photographers to come and gain a little bit more wedding experience, to build their portfolio, to learn how to enter the wedding industry, uh, to gain experience second shooting, and learn how to be a better second shooter. Amazing. And that's actually the topic for today's episode yeah. is how to become a better second shooter. Absolutely. Yep. (laughs) Awesome. So, well, let's jump right into the meat of this. So technically, what is a second shooter and what's the job of a second shooter? Um, So a second shooter um, to us is someone who comes along on the wedding day to support the main photographer. Um, And so that role varies a little bit, but um, they're bringing something different to the table when they come to a wedding. They're there to support the photographer when they need it, to cover events when the main photographer has to be somewhere else, um, and to offer another perspective on the wedding day. Yeah, essentially to offer kind of more full 
full round coverage of, of someone's wedding day, you know, where we can't be at both places for getting ready photos. We have another shooter um, taking care of usually the groomsmen getting ready since we can't be there to kind of offer both sides of the story. Yeah, definitely not to shoot over the main photographer's shoulder. <laughs> Absolutely nothing uh, worse than that, right? Like we don't need yeah. the same photo. So, yes. <laughs> so talking about second shootings, I know, I mean, this could be a little bit of a controversial topic because I feel like this is very personal to each lead photographer, whoever they oh, hired, yeah. the rules that they have. But in general, what, I mean, and you mentioned, you know, bringing a second perspective, but in general, what, is, what are the expectations that a second shooter should have when you know trying to get a job or you know getting in contact with new photographers um great question so i think we we talk a lot about um just having your work out there so people can see it um mm -hmm. being respectful when cold calling photographers um to be genuine in your interactions with them you know at least in our community here we know when mass emails go out with the same <laughs> flattering words um yeah. I mean we all talk we yeah. all know each other and so when you get an email from someone looking to get into the wedding industry and they're just going on and on about your work and then you find out your best friend over here got the exact <laughs> same email what a um, bummer you're like I thought this was real right <laughs> flattering thesaurus words um yeah so I think for us it's it's more about you know being open to learning and being open to feedback um and if it is somewhere that you want to be then finding a main that you really resonate with and and can work well with is really important so you know finding that person whose work you resonate with and whose work you know you want to not mimic or be like, but the same kind of style of where you see yourself uh, and reaching out in a genuine manner. And I think for me, um, finding a second shooter that's open to feedback is huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to have a different second shooter, you know, for every single wedding. I'd love to have the same second shooter for a couple of years. So one that's open to, to growing and learning is definitely one that appeals to me a little bit more than someone that's just in it for, you know, the portfolio you know, their own personal portfolio builder. You mentioned something interesting. You said like, you would like to have the same second shooter for a couple of weddings, even a couple of years. Does it mean that this person that you are hiring has its own business also, or they're just working exclusively for you, for your brand? So I feel like for us, especially in Winnipeg, in our industry, a vast majority of our second shooters um, also have their own business. Mm -hmm. So um, I am super open to that and supporting them. I mean, it kind of, it's, it's a little bit different when we come to posting on social media and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, yeah, the vast majority of them here have their own business yeah, as well. For second shooters, we're not looking for any kind of exclusivity um, or anything. Yeah, not yeah. not us. Um, I imagine that there's some people out there who probably yeah. are, and um, we cover a lot of that in our workshop about um, just making sure you understand all the expectations going into a job, um, what the main photographer wants in terms of that. Like, um, but for us, um, yeah. we're just looking for someone who's yeah willing to learn and grow um, Fun to hang out and we with. want to see them succeed <laughs> yeah we we want them to grow and and become too busy yeah. for us <laughs> yes it's interesting and again for somebody who's listening to this episode I think that if you are starting out and you want to become a second shooter you need to understand that each 
lead photographer is going to have a complete different set of rules. What is yeah. okay for you two might not be okay for me. I'm, yeah. you know, completely different for like a third photographer. So I think that having an open mind and understanding that every lead photographer has different boundaries, it's completely, you know, important. Um, Absolutely. Even we differ on a couple yeah, of different, we definitely a couple do. Big topics. <laughs> Good. Well, let's talk about these things that you differ because okay. I think it's important also to point those things out there. So let's say, let's, let's say that I am looking, you know, that I'm moving to Canada and I want to, you know, grow my business, whatever, whatever the hell thing is. And I come across your, your website, Mandy, and I'm like, I really like her. I think that we have some, somehow a similar aesthetic. I think that I could be of great support of her. So like I contact you and you give me an, okay, what comes after that? Um, so I feel like I'm pretty relaxed in terms of, um, the wedding day. Um, but afterwards, I like to keep all the images for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not all right with um, editing and posting. So I feel like depending on the person, maybe I could be convinced otherwise, but so far I have not been. So mm -hmm. um, that's, that's something I like to set straight right from the beginning that um, the images are all for me and you're there for the experience of the shooting. Yeah, not the posting of the, not the, not the yeah. of the portfolio content. Yeah, and I mean yeah. that's for a few different reasons, but um, yeah, but Casey feels a little oh, bit yeah, differently. Oh yeah, I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> so Casey, you know, I reach out to you, and you're like, "Yeah, girl, post the photos." Yeah, absolutely. I um, I think because I I, I teach photography at a college as well, so I see lots of newer people coming in and learning. Um, and I see how much they struggle to build a portfolio and some of them are really talented, but they're not going to be able, they're not going to book their own wedding if they have no weddings in their portfolio. And I, and I, I feel as though I, my photos at the end of the day, my edits are going to be way better than theirs anyway. So I feel like as long if, as long as they edit it themselves, post it themselves, they can use it on their social media and their website. As long as they tag the wedding as second shot with Casey Nolan photography, I'm totally fine with them posting whatever they want. Um, but again, that's kind of where the buck stops. So social media is totally fine. Their website is totally fine. Um, I'm not about to let them create full blog posts about this beautiful wedding that they shot. That's kind of where I draw my line. Um, but as long as the credit is to me as being the main photographer on that wedding and they don't tag any of the clients or the vendors in it, um, I'm more than happy with letting them post whatever they want. Again, I feel like my work and my edits will surpass kind of what theirs looks like at this point. Uh, so I have no problem allowing them to use their photos to build their portfolio. Do you guys sign a contract with your second shooters? No. <laughs> so, no. Oh my God, this is insane. So how could you like... Um, so if, how if could you like, like, like establish those boundaries? If there so is no I contract, like it's a full range. It's true. Uh, I've, I've had the same second shooter for about four years now. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a boundary and a contract that we did sign four years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but again, now that she's moving on and super busy and, and taking on all of her own weddings, I am looking for, for a new ones. So I do have a contract written up for all of the new people that are coming in that I will be working with to set those boundaries. Um, but yeah, but uh, my previous second shooter and I, we just had a solid four-year relationship with no contract and she was wonderful. <laughs> a handshake, I mean, <laughs> handshake, that's it for handshake you. Handshake agreement. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, moving forward, it's especially. Risky. <laughs> it's risky for sure. But I think we, we talk about this a little bit that- yeah. um, 
yeah, it's a small community. Yeah. You Our know, community is also super tiny. I feel like if you, if you, um, the boundaries are there and you break them, word sometimes gets out. So I feel like it's, I mean, as long as there's an agreement and both parties follow, it's fine. I haven't had any experience where um, a contract was necessary yet for an associate, an associate shooter, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for a second shooter, I haven't put it in place and I haven't felt the need for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's been respectful. Look, look Canadians, so, <laughs> so positive. We're so trusting. So trusting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's my personality. Maybe it's uh, Maybelline. <laughs> but maybe it's Maybelline. I, like, I, for me, it's super important to have yeah. always a contract. Now, I have to say that the way that I approach second shooting is completely different. Um, my own business, Carolina Gossi yeah. Photography. I only work with photographers that are at my same level. So they're just pretty mm. much, pretty much this is kind of like um, a union that we have and yeah. we're doing each other solids every now and then. Yeah. So like, they, you know, they second shoot for me. If I'm available, I can second shoot for them. But it's, it's pretty much just like a favor, you know, yeah. photographers mm-hmm. that are yeah. at the same level that I am and all that. We, I know them for years. So for people like that, to be honest, I don't have a contract because I know yeah. they have absolutely no interest whatsoever interest, yeah. to even look at those images. So like, yeah. I'm so busy. This is just a favor that I'm doing for you. Totally. Now, recently, because we're so busy, I had to bring somebody new into my my circle of people. So yeah. she is talented. She has her own business, but I have never worked with her. Girls, that contract is solid. I'm like, we are <laughs> signing this. You come with recommendations. You seem nice, but we're signing this. And actually, she's photographed. This is going to be like the four wedding that she's photographed with me. And it's still every single wedding. I send a contract. She knows. Every single one. Every single, every single client is different. Yeah. Every single client is a new contract. And that's just me, my personality. I am extremely... Yeah. I wanted to be a lawyer before. So maybe this is why, like, like for me, it's really important. So I think that is your level of comfort. But again, kind of like playing devil's advocate, right? You can shake on that and be like, hey, you are not allowed to post these images. And then the person could be like, sucks to be you because I'm doing (laughs) it. Like, how could you like, you know, balance that? Yeah, so I mean, again, definitely something... Um, that has been in conversations for for the newcomers in this year. I, I feel like a huge reason why we started Wild Heart Workshops and we, why we started our second shooter bootcamp was because we were the same. I was second shoot for Mandy, she was second shoot for me, and we would have a ton of friends and it would be really easy and it would be no problem. But now this year, it's just so busy. There, there's really busy literally now. nobody. There's literally nobody, and and the newcomers. Um, have never even some of them have never even been to a wedding before and they're like yeah I want a second shoot with you and I'm like you've never even been to a wedding like as a guest <laughs> this is not okay like I am not comfortable with that and you want me to pay you sorry what <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> so you know that's kind of where the workshops were born as well and like to taking these people and giving them like a solid three hours of like this is your must knows need to need to knows must do's so that you know, we aren't taking totally green photographers and trying to kind of groom them um, to be second shooters. We're taking people that are, again, A, really interested in becoming a second shooter and open to feedback if they're taking the workshop in the first place. So yeah, Yeah. but but contracts for those Yeah, but contracts for those people first. (laughs) (laughs) Now this is kind of like a catch 22, right? Because these are like newcomers, right? They're excited. They want to do this. 
but it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? How could they be a second shooter if they have never shot a wedding? But how could they become good if they have never shot a wedding? Totally. So I think the, pe- the our attendees of our workshop so far are people with, for sure, with photography experience. Yes. Some with wedding photography experience. Um, some, they have their first weddings coming up this year. And then some of them, they just, they are photographers, but want to break into weddings. So kind of a range of wedding experience, but they all have the photography skills already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also think for those with that have never been, um, I do often take on a third shooter um, or a ghost shooter every once in a while um, for those people that I see promise in that are still way too green uh, to actually be a second shooter. So I'll take on my the little shadow for the day um, if it's okay with the couple. Mm-hmm. And when you Just take somebody that is shadowing you for the yeah. day, how do you manage this? Because I mean, again, you're there to serve a couple, yeah. not to teach yeah. a mini workshop. Yes, I do not teach. I do not teach them anything. (laughs) Um, They are literally there to shadow and see what I do. Um, And it is very clear that I'm not there to teach them that if they want to come, it is as an observer to see how the day goes, how the flow goes. Um, And if after they have questions or if they brought their camera and have taken photos and they want to go out for coffee, um, then that can be a full discussion on another day. Um, but yeah, again, so for some pe- those people that, you know, want to shoot weddings, but have never been to one, it's been really beneficial for them just to see kind of how the flow of the day works. Um, so yeah. just another way that we differ. <laughs> yeah. I also, I, I have been approached multiple times for this, but I always say no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I just feel like it's too much for me on the wedding day. I don't, I don't want someone hanging around just watching. Um, personally just think it's distracting for me Um, maybe maybe also the couple and the wedding party so um, I have never I've never done that yeah 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 that would be a no for me I mean I'm being completely candid I'm like no I I mean I am very protective of my clients I feel like I have worked really really hard to get them that it's kind of like not fair for somebody that is brand new to come and take advantage of my work I mean, sorry if this sounds completely no, rough. No, not at but all. But that is, you know, that is how I approach my wedding. So, yeah. and this is one of the things that, again, I, somebody 13 years ago gave me that opportunity. And I am so yeah. grateful for like the person that took me over because those pictures were rough. I'm going to tell you something. And he <laughs> yeah. was so good to me. And now it's like, here I am. How could yeah, I, I, I somebody? I I mean, the third shooter opportunity doesn't go to anybody, Joe Schmo. It goes to someone that I actually see potential with Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, could be could go over very well. I mean, the last person I did this with has been my second shooter for four years and she is incredibly talented and is now too busy for me. And I think that that's amazing. Um, And again, I. Yeah, we've worked together so much and she's so amazing. And I have valued her so much the past couple of years um, that it's a great opportunity. And if I see potential like that in somebody else and someone that's willing to grow with me, then I have no problem putting in a little bit more work. Would you advise for somebody that is listening to this episode that is like, hey, I want to, you know, become a second shooter, whatever the case is, just to maybe the first step will be to be like, hey, could I be your assistant? Could I just carry your equipment, get you water, fluff that dress? And then, as you mentioned, the trust is going to start to build. And maybe that can lead into like, okay, now you can become a second shooter. 
Absolutely. So that I would be more open to that mm. approach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Um, which I also have not actually done that either. I mean, I have had assistance, but not anyone who is looking to get into the wedding industry mm-hmm. that way. Um, but yes, I would be more open to that. Not yeah, that seems more that. approachable. Like, yeah, you know, like, sure, come and help me with my back. Why not? Yeah, yeah I, I think... say my back. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> come watch what I do. I'll say my back. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe the difference is, is I teach them. I teach these people for eight months. So I have an eight month relationship with them. So I know a little bit more. So again, those are really the only people that I've ever allowed to come third shoot for me. Have been my students. Good. But you do have a workshop where you're teaching people how yes. to become better second shooters, right? Yes. So these are people that have no contact with you mm-hmm. at college where you teach, yes. right? These are people that perhaps find you on Instagram or not even you. Photographer X, photographer Y, right? They're mm-hmm. following them. They're like, these weddings are the kind of weddings that I want to photograph. These are the venues that I want to be at. These are the relationships that I want to, you know, nourish. But then comes that kind of like that either very abrasive email, which is like, <laughs> hey, you need a second shooter? I'm here for you. Or yeah. two, they get kind of like upset when you're like, hey, I appreciate it, but no. And then they're like, oh, so-and-so was so mean, which yeah. is, is it not so being mean or is it just like the reality that you cannot just like jump into somebody's business without any, you know, boundaries, expectations, or just the ability of somebody telling you no, which is also yeah. fine. Yeah. So um, just, just at the beginning of this, all just started this year, this course for us. And um, I had someone approach me um, and ask me, how do I get to second shoot with you? how does this work? And I was like, Hey, guess what? We just launched a course. You take this course (laughs) and I will consider hiring you. And I had looked at his Instagram um, and his website and it's like, okay, yeah. Like he has skills. It looks like he knows what he's doing, but I would like, like confirmation that he understands the role of a second shooter on the wedding day. So, I mean, that like, this is exactly my go-to answer now when I'm cold called for second shooting. It's like, Hey, take our course (laughs) so I know where you're at and you understand the expectations that totally and I feel like um our course too is um very broad we talk about perspectives that we have got from other photographers because we know that what we want is not the same as everyone else so Mm -hmm. um it's all very broad information but um just the the basics of, of your role like through every part of the wedding day um yeah all right, well, let's go over those basics. What would you, t- let's say that I am brand new. I'm not close to Canada, so I cannot take right now your workshop. What would be some of the three or four tips that it will tell me as a photographer that wants to get into the wedding industry, that wants to second shoot? What are those of these broad kind of like lessons that I should be aware of? Well, the, the first one definitely being not shooting over the main photographer's shoulder. You should always yeah. be getting a different angle, a different perspective, looking at something else. The main photographer is doing family portraits. You should not be standing next to them yeah. taking the same shot. Uh, you should be pulling aside the couples, the parents, anyone not involving the, the wedding couple, getting shots of them off to the side or if cocktail hour is going on. There's always something else to be documented or to be yeah. shooting. And it's just a matter of, of looking for those opportunities. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. I think that that's the biggest thing that we cover. Um, we also talk a lot about um, composition and nitty gritty and, and details and getting all of those things um, that I think are 
people like to tend or people tend to forget about just kind of the compositional basics when it comes to, um, you know, those important getting ready moments. So we talk a lot about that as well, a lot about posing, um, how to pose, you know, the groomsman and the and each of his or the groom and each of his groomsmen, how to pose people individually. Um, if the main photographer is phot photographing all of the girls and you're tasked with photographing the grooms, the groom and all of his groomsmen, what does that look like? How to do it appropriately, how to get variety, um, and then just different ways of approaching those types of situations. And if you can elaborate on this, like what would be a good tip to pose grooms? What would be an advice that you can give to somebody? Um, okay. I think like posing tips is always keep them, keep them moving, keep them um, with, yeah, keep them moving. No one wants to have, we're very much more about flow posing, <laughs> about flow posing and movement as opposed to stagnant and awkward. Um, so yeah, so it's Details, like sunglasses off of face, cell phones out of pockets. My main uh, pet peeve, cell phones on <laughs> pockets, like absolutely not. Button uh, that oh, top jacket to the top button on the jacket. Oh, too. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. So all, all those little details, um, we have a whole list of, of things to look out for. So even if you're not actually the one shooting, you can be eyes for them for the for, lead, maybe, lead, for yeah. those details. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it gets past us. We're busy yeah. in the moment worrying about posing and lighting and and whatever else we're doing. And sometimes those yeah. things do sneak past. So yeah, if, sometimes Sarah's wearing an Apple watch that she refuses to take off and mm, yeah. tell you <laughs> those drive me nuts too. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, so for the groom in the morning and getting ready, we talk a lot about, you know, framing and, and making sure that the lighting is right, that there's not a lot of distracting elements, like for the portraits, things like that. Just taking a step back, um, looking at your environment. Like we've talked a lot about how sometimes we have a good experience with the second shooter, but the morning when they're alone, the images are just not as strong as we would like yeah. them to be. So just about the little things you can do to, to really yeah. um, make a the, better image. Yeah, the things to watch for. Which mm -hmm. are things, basic, basic things that photographers should know, but I feel like you forget them, especially in the moment um, when you're maybe stressed about being alone for that hour or two hours in the morning. So we just go over the, the basic stuff, keeping it fresh yeah. in their minds. As a lead photographer, would you suggest to send actual like a list to your second photographer to be like things to watch out for? cell phones in pockets do, things yeah. like that yeah, okay. we do. yeah yeah so with our workshop everyone gets a little magazine as well um with all of those tips and tricks and things to look out for and how to get details ready and some compositional tips um that they can bring with them which is i've, I've found extremely beneficial um and although lots of them say like oh yeah i already know about framing and stuff you watch their faces and they're like mind is blown and you're like yeah so it's fun uh, but personally, too, like when I hire a second shooter, especially someone who I haven't worked with before or isn't at the same level I am, I do send um, an example gallery and then yeah. a list so that they can see what I'm talking about and what my work looks like at the different moments of the day and, yeah. and what kind of images I'm expecting from them. So I, I was kind of doing that before this yeah. workshop started. But So it's really important also as a lead to... Even, even if the portfolio of the person that we are hiring seems solid, just to give them like, hey, these are some pointers that are really important to me. This yes. is how I like to, like, for example, Carolina Gusick, my pet peeve. The, the I call this the football shot, when she's like, all the guys are standing with their hands over their crotch. <laughs> why? why are we doing this? No. Why do we do that? And, and, and that's a 
pose that a lot of even like really well-known photographers do like, oh, yeah, like my head it. explodes so like that's one that I always said like do not under no circumstances we're doing this another yeah. one that for me Carolina Guzik is a no-no is any jumping photos my camera no. will explode before I do a yeah. jumping photo correct so Agreed. I tell I tell my second shooters I'm like no and they're like but what if they ask I'm like you pretend you didn't hear I, which is bad advice <laughs> like I always joke about it and I'm like like my reply will be like, we're not, nobody's going to get their pants ripped today. So no, we're not doing this. And you suggest yeah, something yeah. else. But uh, those are my Carolina Gusick little yeah. We're on the same yeah, page. We same. have a long discussion about <laughs> hands-on crotches. Hands-on crotches, especially oh. in black suits when it's the absolute worst because it's the lightest part of the photo. And I, your and eye I, just goes right I, yep, to that. So we, right. so we, pull, we pull up a big photo and we kind of, it's probably the full screen and all the guys are wearing black suits, their hands in front of their crotches. Like, what is the first thing that you see? see in this photo their yeah. crotches exactly. no one wants that no, no one wants that so that's in our do not do list <laughs> awesome good so what would you say to uh second photographers right that they get annoyed per se because they cannot use the images they're like well I'm doing the work I'm showing up I'm photographing what's the lesson here hmm I think the lesson is everyone needs to start somewhere and it's experience. And just because they're photographing the day, they, it's still, it's still a job. It's still a job that someone hired them for. And you know, that's yeah. life. Sometimes life's not fair. Um, <laughs> you're going <laughs> to, they're getting experience, they're getting compensation. Yeah. They're so, getting I mean, paid. there's a lot of value there without having the actual your portfolio. The yeah. And, and, and it will eventually come, you know, again, there are lots of photographers that do allow it, lots of photographers that don't. And again, if that's a boundary for them that they need to set for themselves, then that's a boundary that they need to set for themselves. If building a portfolio is what's important to them, then they need to find the right people that will help them on that path. And if they just are open to feedback and experience, then they need to be open to just feedback and experience. So I think it's- and There's a lot of ways to build a portfolio yeah. that are not on a real wedding day. So mm -hmm. there's, yeah, <laughs> other Absolutely. ways- what would you say to second shooters that challenge the lead photographer on a wedding day? <laughs> like trying to take over directing? Like that yeah, thing. you know, oh, yeah. they're like, they're like, no, and, and they, you know, interfere or they, you know, we see this and I, again, this might not sound good, but I've experienced this when you have like yeah. a male second shooter and you're a female uh, first shooter and then people assume that he is the main photographer yeah. and then they run with that assumption. Uh, yeah. What would you, what's, what's the advice here? Um, I say just, you know, be open and candid with your second photographer. I think feedback is hard to give and it's hard to receive if it's not something that you're used to, but you need to be really open with that person and just be like, Hey, I know that you're excited. I know that you are super into it, but this is what I need from you right now. And just set that boundary nice and clear as nice as you humanly possibly can. Um, just let people not know their role, but kind of know their role. Yeah. Um, but I have, I, I, I have second shooters as well that have liked to, you know, barge in and it's that, that kiss. And all of a sudden there are cameras on top of my head and I'm like, what is even happening right now? But they needed to get that first kiss photo from down the aisle because they're used to being a main too. Um, but again, it's, it's just about being open and okay with giving someone feedback of, I need you to be somewhere else right now. So yeah. uh, what's the word? Assertion? Assertive. Yeah. They feel a little bit more assertive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Awesome. Um, interesting though, like I have second shot with, um, with main photographers who have told me to take over directing of the couple yeah. because they didn't want to do that part. And I mean, I think both of us, that is one of our, our stronger areas. Yeah posing and directing and so yeah I mean I've been told as a second shooter like hey can you just can you take over the couple here and I'll, I have and, to be honest I I do that sometimes especially because I work with people that I 100% trust so like if I'm having a moment when I'm like either yeah. getting overwhelmed or I need to like take a step back I'm like hey whatever yeah. whatever yeah. he or she says just go with him for like 10 15 yeah. minutes what I regroup mm-hmm. yeah. would I do that with somebody that I'm just working for the first time no <laughs> not really you have to really need that no. break. Yes. yeah exactly <laughs> you bring a red bull and you plow through exactly yes so uh but i do believe that you need that even though um it's it's not easy to let loose of your your client and all that sometimes it's okay for your own you know whatever you need to do maybe you need to go and get that water maybe you need a second to allow the second shooter or to have enough trust in the second shooter to be like go ahead Take control mm-hmm. right here, and I'll see you in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So that works. We, yeah. <laughs> what would you say assertive. to somebody, somebody that is, uh, let's say, very talented, really, really good, but the day of the wedding, again, you find that is not easy to work with them because I'd rather have somebody that is easy to work with that I can, you know, they may just can get better with time. That's somebody that yeah. is really good, and it's really not easy to teamwork with (laughs) so I think um I just get through the day and probably wouldn't hire them again and I'm not really one to offer the feedback unless I'm asked for it so if if they didn't ask to work with me again and didn't ask how the day went then I guess we would just be done Uh, but if they came back asking to second shoot again or asked how it went I would I would be very honest about my feelings um, on the day of I'm pretty bossy. <laughs> so I feel like I'm, I'm I super bossy too. Super bossy. So, I mean, I feel like at the moment I would probably just look at them and be like, okay, this is what's up. This is what needs to happen. And this is what I need you to do. Um, I've actually had a second photographer try to take over. Um, and I literally gave him my keys and asked him to go move my car. So this is what I need from you to do right now. I literally needed to, to get him out of my face. Mm-hmm. And I asked him to go move my car because I needed him to go somewhere else. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like I don't put up with that crap. So I am very assertive in the moment. And I would tell them that this is what I needed. And then, yeah. 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 I think that <laughs> I'm a little be too very- bossy to let that go. <laughs> oh, me, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm the same way. I think that this could be maybe an issue for, let's say, a lead photographer that is a little bit more timid or doesn't like confrontation. So they will maybe allow this to happen. And then, you know, probably be like, dang it, why this yeah. happened? But I'm completely okay. I don't have to put on a show or anything like that. I could just take the person to the side and be like, this yeah. is not appropriate. The way that you're acting needs to stop right now. And maybe you need to go and have a glass of water and come back in 15 minutes. I can handle yeah. this on my own because I do not like where you are going. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Good. Awesome. We're in the, in the same place. Amazing. <laughs> so, okay. So we talk a little bit about, you know, uh, let's, let's talk about uh, somebody again. They want to become a second shooter. They're following somebody on Instagram for a while. They're like, this is the person that I want. What would be the right approach? To be like, hey, 
here I am. Maybe you need me in the future. What would be the, an email, a DM? What would be the right uh, way to, you know, get into somebody's orbit? I much prefer an email. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like a DM can get lost. A DM is too easy. Um, so someone that really wants to work with me is sending me a very well thought out, considerate email. They've gone to the effort of looking at my website and finding my email address. Um, and essentially just, you know, like we talked about earlier, like your aesthetic really appeals to me. This is the style that, I, that I'd like to see my work in. I would love to, I'd love to take you out for coffee to see if we could work together or if we get along or try and build a relationship in that way before jumping in and being like, Here's my DM. Hi, I shoot with a Z7 with a 70 to 24. Please hire me because I've gotten a ton of those as well. And those to me just seem so fake and not, and not genuine that I would much prefer someone try to establish a genuine connection with me. Um, if they wanted to move forward and work with me, that's what I prefer. What about you, Mandy? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much exactly the same thing. Um, email over Instagram for sure more professional yeah. um links to their work their portfolio or any, like any experience yeah. they've had um I want to be able to see stuff visually before meeting up with them mm -hmm. um yeah. and then yeah definitely um establishing a connection first um I don't want to meet them for no. the first time on the wedding day um I want to go for coffee first get to know them a little bit yeah, I, I myself, I'm extremely pragmatic. I have no time for nonsense. So if you're going to send me an email, I want like a nice email with links to a full gallery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to see not just the highlight reel for sure. Yeah, like yeah, 10 beautiful photos that you took. Yes, anybody okay. can do that. I want to see how you use Flash, how you post people. I want to see it all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, you mentioned several times that you guys have a workshop Tell me all about it. Is this uh, an in-person workshop? Is this an online workshop? Tell me all about it. Well, we do both. So being in Winnipeg, we do a lot of in-person in-person workshops here. Um, but we are actually hosting our first uh, webinar this weekend yeah, on Sunday. Sunday. And we have people, you know... All well, the hold on a second, because this weekend on Sunday oh. will be the pass for when this right, podcast yes, is ready. Okay. So <laughs> on... <laughs> So I guess, well, our next upcoming one um, is we're doing a, um, an online webinar on June 12th. There you go. So our first online webinar um, is May 1st or was May 1st um, when we literally have people from Texas to Rhode Island to Philadelphia coming to join us. So we're super excited about that. Um, it's been really fun and interesting taking it outside of Canada and outside of Winnipeg to expand that community a little bit more. Uh, and then, yeah, we have another one um, June 12th. Yeah. From 11 webinar. to 2. So and where could people find all the information about this uh, webinar? Where can they register? How much it costs? Give me all the details. So um, wildheartworkshops.com. All the information's on there for everything we host. Uh, it's 150 Canadian dollars. So like so peanuts, affordable. Very, so, <laughs> very so affordable. Like free American. <laughs> Um, I mean, our, our passion here is really just getting, um, more shooters out there. I yeah. mean, selfishly for our, for our, our own benefit. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, so, uh, it's about three hours long and we will have it recorded as well. So if you can't actually make the live webinar, it will be available for yeah. 30 days for viewing afterwards. Awesome. And what are some of the topics that it will cover in this webinar? 
Um, so we cover everything from composition, posing, uh, groomsmen getting ready, bridesmaids getting ready, what that looks like, um, how to best support your main throughout a reception, throughout a ceremony, where to be, where to stand, how to dress. Um, and then really at the end of it, we talk <gasps> how to dress, mm. how to dress. <laughs> <laughs> I have a story that I don't want to, I don't even want to tell you this, but I have a story. <laughs> we are listening. Yeah. Listen. You can't bring it up and no, not you say can't, it. You gotta tell us. Listen, it was bad. Yeah. Bad that I was just like, I regret all my life choices. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> but like, who knew that that would be a super important thing to talk about? Like how to dress. Yeah. So how to present yourself. How to present yourself. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I yeah. never thought that I had to address that topic until yeah. that morning when I show up to that hotel and I'm like, God damn it. What are we, what, what do we do? Like, where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah. Why are you wearing jean shorts? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I want to tell you this. The question was almost, no, no, you know what? Never mind. We don't need to believe that. The, <laughs> the point here is that it's a very important part of being a totally. second shooter. Yes. Totally. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we wrap up essentially just talking about how to approach a main photographer, like what we look for, mm-hmm. um, how to, you know, build connections and, and be genuine. And yeah, yeah. We, we start very basic, um, the tools you need, um, expectations beforehand, what kind of things you should have in place before even accepting a job. Um, Every, everything right from the beginning to the end yeah how to build an invoice to yeah. all that kind of stuff yeah great question and again this I guess is particular to each photographer but should a second be paid before the wedding after the wedding what's the standard in Canada I'd say the standard in Canada is after um my second shooter's I'd say generally walk in, I know that they will be there for six hours, for seven hours, for 10 hours, but sometimes that varies. Sometimes they stay later. Sometimes they leave earlier. Um, so my expectation is that my second shooter has sent me an invoice the day after the wedding. And I usually paid them within 24 hours. Yeah. And so we talk about the, the different um, situations you might be in, depending on what the, how the main likes to run their business. But I think generally yeah. that's, how it, is that's here. how it works here. Yeah. Yes, I'm here in the United States, but just asking because, Mm -hmm. exactly. Awesome. Well, ladies, where could people find you? Um, So we're on Instagram at Wild Heart Workshops. Workshops. Uh, And then on Facebook, we're Wild Heart Photographers on Facebook. And then our website, just wildheartworkshops.com. And I'm just Mandy Wright Photography. And she's Casey Nolan Photography. I'll make sure to add all these links to the notes of this, this episode. Uh, thank you so much for sharing all your information about second shooters. I know there is a topic that actually doesn't get spoken about that much, and it should because it, it is such an important aspect of running a photography business. So thank you Absolutely. for sharing your knowledge. Thank and you be- so much for having you. us. Yes, thank no, you. No, no. And before we log off, what are you currently loving? <laughs> we travel just, we just had this discussion we're like oh, I'm so excited I get to go on an airplane yeah <laughs> are you when are you where are you going oh oh well, well, yeah I'm, we, going, <laughs> I'm going to Copenhagen next weekend nice for a couple of days I'm very excited and I just I just came home from Louisville for a bachelorette party so that was really nice it feels really nice to get out of the city and and travel yeah um I just got home from St. Louis um for Shutterfest um and I think the next out of country trip will be Palm Springs in June but we both have been traveling pretty much nonstop since we've been uh, allowed (laughs) (laughs) and uh we have a summer build of travel plans yes yeah 
Oh, how fun. Well, happy travels and thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Thank, thank you so you. much. Alrighty, guys, thank yeah, you for listening. Day. Thank you for listening to this podcast and I'll catch you very soon with another amazing guest. Until then, bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for the Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.